Blog Talk Radio. This is All About Wine, the talk show dedicated to the wine industry since 2009. Featuring winemaker, cellar master, vineyardist, and tasting expert, Ron. Basically what we're trying to do on this program is just trying to educate people and trying to make wine less confusing and more friendly. From coast to coast and around the world. You know, we really have had some, some neat people on the program. I, I just, I love that. Post your questions and comments during the live show on our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. Again, that's www.facebook.com forward slash allaboutwinebtr. And now, All About Wine is on. Here's Ross. <laughs> We are on <laughs> live. <laughs> yep, Florida. That's right. And Welcome it to the is show. Like a half second delay, it might drive me crazy. <laughs> oh, I can hear it through the phone. <laughs> can you? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got the speaker on. I'll have to turn the speaker off. And... But then I don't know if it's going to be up or not. So yeah, that's going to be. Off. There we go. Yeah, I just turned be. the speaker off. Yeah, it'll be too irritating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if they start saying, what, what, then I can pick it up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, okay, we are on. And um, welcome to the show. It is Thursday, May the something, 7th. I have no idea. I, stopped, I don't have track of that anymore. Yeah. Thursday, May the seventh. Yeah, that's it. That's what the computer says, anyway. So, that's the computer. Can't trust yeah. the computer. What can you trust? Huh? <laughs> uh, if you have any, if you have any comments or anything, if you're listening to us on one of our many streams now, which uh, should be going out already, uh, you can uh, type in the little uh, chat box there, and uh, we'll get it here and see what you have. We have a special guest coming up in a couple of minutes, and uh, we'll get uh, get them on here. Thank you for joining us. Woohoo! And uh, somebody told us that they were having problems picking up Facebook and uh, having problems hearing and, and following us on Facebook. If you do, do us a favor and email us. Let us know. Uh, for some reason, check. we can check it on this end. Mike was going through the episodes, and he didn't find an issue. But if you are having any issues out there with Facebook, then let us know. Yeah. We might be able to do something from this end. If, if it's something mm-hmm. that we're doing, we can double check or, or anything. I mean, whatever venue that you're listening on, if you're having an issue, email us and let us know because then it might be something that we can do. Uh, I don't know. So just put that out there. Yeah, <laughs> so hope everyone is staying safe and indoors still a lot of places opening up so if you can venture out now i suppose in a lot of areas uh, not just florida's opening up part way i think what a 25 percent opening but a lot of places around the country are opening up quite a bit so if you are safe and not staying in then be safe and be wise about it and if you are still staying in then you have all the necessary supplies and things you need to make it through for another couple of weeks. And we'll see what's happening from there. Um, yeah. Uh, we, Very cool. 
So I don't sure know how it is on other places, but uh, Florida, yeah, you said 25%. So we're getting there. <laughs> Slowly, <laughs> but it's going to happen. You know, it's, it's going to happen eventually. I read, uh, I, I saw on the news that not even uh, some of the restaurants couldn't open even with 25% because they couldn't afford to stay open with just 25% of, of the tables full, you know, some of the, yeah. some of the restaurants where they have to be staffed and be prepared and everything, they still can't open because right. it's not feasible for them. What, what's the, you know, it's a financial hardship for some of these places. So I, I saw um, the same thing. In fact, one guy was quoted as if I go out and I buy food and get all this food in here so I can have a full menu and then I'm only allowed 25% of the people my food's going to start going bad, and I can't afford yeah. that. So he said, "I'm not yeah. going to open," which makes sense if you think about it. So, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, good point. You know what? I should have. I forgot to filter my wine that I was going to drink during the show. <laughs> I totally no. forgot. I was. I was. Uh, yeah, it's not bad at all. The uh, coffee filter idea is working. I did uh, break open a, a bottle of spice um, from Florida State's uh, winery, and. Um, it, it was uh, it was good. So um, good. It just took a while to filter through the coffee. So it does. Yes, yeah. it's yep. It's not a fast process to <laughs> process. filter right. wine to uh, through coffee. I'll tell you, the coffee filter. Yeah, that for a fact. We, but I, I didn't know that was a trick. And, yeah, I didn't know that was a no. trick to do, and uh, yeah, it came out fine. It's not uh, still going, so it's it's good stuff. Yeah, uh, I believe we good. have our uh, guest on. Oh, it looks like line it's in the green room. Yeah. Four. Yeah, line four. Be, uh, yeah. Line four right now. So uh, yeah. we can well, let's, bring them on let real me quick. And see what's on. Seven. It's good. Seven, two, seven, nine, three, four. Is that? Uh, yeah, 77 is the right area code. So uh, I'm going to bring them on online here. Right. Hello. Welcome to Florida Stage Winery. <laughs> We, Hello. We were just talking about Florida State's winery. <laughs> oh, well, well, welcome to all of our wine. I said Florida State's winery for so many years, and then you know we mentioned it, and all of a sudden the brain just went with it. Welcome to all about wine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're there. Do we have someone there? Yeah, David's here. David Eckel. Oh, David. Okay. Oh, hey. Hope Valley Wine. All right. right. Yeah. yeah. It, it was going to Go be ahead. between you and your sister, so I know which one yeah, it was. She should be calling any second, I would think. Okay. You you uh, both aren't at the same place then. Uh, no. No. Okay. <laughs> Does that okay. work? Or not? Yeah, oh, that works perfectly well. Yeah, there you go. Your your name finally popped up on the on the uh, ID here. So, yeah, that's why I had that. Oh, okay. It it didn't show up at first. So, yeah, well, I was trying to figure out if I was on or not. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we were just talking about Florida State's wine. I I used to have a winery here in Florida, Florida State's winery, and we were just talking about oh. that and. Uh, then when you we saw that you came in, my mind was still on Florida State's Winery, and that's why I said welcome to Florida State's Winery. It's it the way the brain works. That's it. That's that's all. Yeah, yeah. 
So, uh, so you are on the right place. Yes, this is all about wine, and so you are where you're supposed to be. So, well, well, welcome. How is uh, Pope Valley Winery doing with uh, all the sequestering and uh, stay-at-homes and all that stuff going on around the world? How is Pope Valley Winery well, handling this? Definitely uh, changed, but uh, luckily, my sister, she's helping out and she's doing all the. Uh, online sales with the staff and get everybody situated and people can pick up wine at the winery um, and our wine club shipments as well going out. So it's just been a lot more on virtual tastings and whatnot, you know, uh, so your sister changed. is, your sister is here. Let's bring her on with us also. Yeah. She knows more about all that fun stuff than I Does do. Does she? Okay. <laughs> hello. Hi, how welcome are you guys? To, to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to, uh, all about wine. Did it again? Um, <laughs> did, did it again? Uh, yeah, I just got a bottle of wine. Maybe I shouldn't tonight. Um, we're doing well. Thank you for calling in. We've been just talking with your brother here for a second, and uh, we noticed that you were there. The question I threw out at him was, how are you all handling this virtual wine room that we're doing now? Um, it's definitely a change, and it is hard to not be able to see all our, you know, our regular customers and our wine club members, and we really had a great lineup planned for this spring and summer, so it's a little disappointing that way, but we've been doing a lot with Facebook live tastings with Jean Holtzliger, our um, winemaker, and then we've been offering delivery service, and then we have a lot of free shipping going on, so just really trying to connect with people um, through that and Zoom and just try to be there because we're all really in the same boat and it's just about, you know, drinking good wine and hanging in there until the storm passes. You got that right. Well, another, <laughs> you mentioned something and I've seen it all for quite a few places and I've, I've done a couple of, mm-hmm. a couple of them, but for the listeners information, a virtual wine tasting, how does that work? And would you explain it to them so they will know what's going on? Yeah, so a virtual wine tasting for us is we have a Zoom. We use Zoom platform, and you just log in. You get our email, or you can catch us live on Facebook. With Zoom, you actually get to interact, so you get to ask your questions. You get to talk. Um, You can have the same wine. You can order the same wines we're tasting, or you can open up your favorite bottle of Pope Valley. And it's really just a way for you to interact and see people face-to-face. So it is a little bit different than, you know, being in the tasting room, but it's still very personalized. And we also do offer one-on-one. They can call any of us at the winery or email us, and we're happy to set up a private either FaceTime or Zoom virtual tasting where we can talk to you and you can see us and really connect and go through wines or order the wines ahead of time. And then we just pick a time and log on. So Very good. That's, that's an excellent way. Like I said, I've done a couple of – couple of them myself and it's just they're all basically the same but let you all tell how yeah. how they work that's that's a good thing to do too because it gives you a chance to actually relate to the people and they can see a little bit more about the wine and ask the questions about the wine because without being able to do that it uh well we all know it, it it's always better a little personalization there so uh, that works quite well that way so, yeah. Pope Valley Winery, how long have you all been in existence? 
Um, over 100 years, since 1897. So we're one of the oldest wineries in Napa, which is wow. kind of fun. Yeah. Wow. Uh, family-owned all the way through? Um, it has been family-owned, but by different families. So it's had a fun, kind of crazy past, all from, like, the original founding family, um, immigrating and all the way to bootlegging with Al Capone. And then our family purchased it um, in the mid-90s. And David and I took over, in, or we came on board in 2012 and then came on board as owners just a year and a half ago. Oh, yeah. very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, so uh, the uh, the original winery has always been at this location? I mean, this hasn't moved around in the vineyards or anything. You've always been right here? Yeah, the original winery, um, it, it, we still use the, the existing cellar. So it's a hand-dug oh. cave that was a gravity flow winery. So they would bring the grapes all the way to the very top of the hill, and it would go down, a cro- down be crushed, go down a chute to the second story where it would be fermented in redwood tanks, and then down into the cellar where it would be barrel-aged. And we actually still use that cellar to barrel-age all our wines today. Oh, very good. So. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, David, this is probably for for you. Uh, vineyard, how many acres do you have? And what, what do you have in um, amount of grapes in each acre? So we have about uh, 55 to 60 acres total of vineyard. Um, we actually bring just limited lots to the winery. So, you know, in any which one block, we may bring, you know, anywhere from 6 to 20 tons, just depending on the varietal. You know, like we have five acres of Sangiovese. We have about um, 15 acres of Merlot and about 25 acres of Cabernet on our Echo Ranch. And then there's about five acres at the winery estate itself and a little bit uh-huh. of wine. So, uh, I've, so it, I've... I've, I've uh... So you make, well, I noticed your wines here. You do not have a Zan listed that I can see and here. We for the wine club only. Ah. And that is limited production. So, you know, we are planting about three more acres of uh, Zinfandel. Well, actually, about two acres of Zinfandel at the estate um, because there is a demand for it. And I feel like it fits the winery portfolio pretty well, considering it's in historic winery and Zinfandel kind of goes a long ways back in California history. So, Oh yeah. yeah. So the, uh, uh, well, the wine club, I'm, it seems like that is a lot of your sales there through the wine club. And am I not correct on that? Um, yeah. That, that is correct. Large... Go ahead, Dave. No, go ahead, Diana. You're, you know more about oh. that than I do. <laughs> Yeah, we do have we a large a wine club. We... <laughs> We're not talking over each other. I know, um, I know we... you're in different places. <laughs> we are in different places. Um, the wine club, we have a number of different wine clubs that we offer people just options to fit their lifestyle. We have our establishment club, which is two bottles um, three times a year. And then we have all the way up to our premier club, which is a case every three months. Or, or three times a year, and they get to pick every bottle in that case. So it really makes oh. it nice when you know you want Pope Valley on your table and you have your favorites. 
They also get the most access to limited production and library wine. And then we have our Heritage Club, which is three bottles three times a year, which gives people kind of a variety. And, of course, we always, you know, wine club members get a discount and special event prices. And, you know, it's just a great family. They're more like our extended family than just club members. Very good. Very good. Uh, notice the uh, Heritage Club and uh, the uh, Reserve Club uh, is both 20% discount in wine, whereas their Premier is 25% discount. So, not only do you get more, but you also get a bigger discount on that, which is always nice, too. Does, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Well, the complimentary tasting, sad to say, it doesn't do a whole lot of good in these times. Uh, what do, do uh, <laughs> let's say the winery is open, what do you charge for tastings? Um, $35 is our general tasting, and then we have a number of different tastings. We have a $65 reserve tasting either in the second story lounge or in our blacksmith shop. Um, and then just recently before this, we were opening our third story parlor. So we have lots of different tasting areas on the site, all featuring different things. Wow. And so it's kind of pick and choose. And we also do custom tasting. So if you have a special occasion or you have a group, you can always come out and or give us a call and we can plan the perfect tasting based around what you want and price it accordingly. Um, but with a general tasting, we also have lots of picnic tables, a bocce ball court. So we encourage people to bring a picnic lunch with them, come ready to enjoy and spend time. We have a lot of outdoor seating. So it's just a really fun, relaxing way to experience um, Napa and our little area of Napa, which is just kind of showcasing the the countryside and the quiet and kind of how Napa all started. Very good. You say your area of Napa, where are you located exactly? I mean, I don't need an address. I just need a geographic description. Where are you located? We're in the northeast corner of Napa Valley, um, just at the base of Howl Mountain. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've, I'm familiar with Napa Valley, and I just want to – I'm sure I've been there because you all been there a long time. I used to visit Napa Valley way back in the 70s before it got, you know, like a zillion wineries. And it was yeah. I was able to visit a lot of them back then. I'm sure I visited you at one time or another. Um, so I'm looking at your tasting, wine tasting and tour, and you're flashing up pictures here. Am I seeing pictures of you guys on this? Um, possibly. I would assume so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just, you know, it's because uh, it's, it's, you know, gives me a face to the voices here. Uh, yeah, if I, you are on the website, you can always go to, if we the, our pictures are on the website. Oh, yeah, okay. That helps. <laughs> that helps. Um, so the barrels, you're using oak, you're using stainless steel, you're using a combination of both, you're using cement. What are you using now? We we primarily use French oak barrels. Uh, we use you know about thirty percent to seventy percent new oak on our wines, depending on the wine. Um, and then we use stainless steel for Sauvignon Blanc, and then we have a reserve Sauvignon Blanc that we actually ferment in some neutral barrels just to give it a little more character. Um, and that turns out pretty good, but we only end up with like about one hundred and fifty cases of reserve Sauvignon Blanc. And then generally our reserve Cabernet or oak 
is up to the 50 to 70 percent um, new oak. Which leading to Sangiovese, which is pretty light on the oak. We only do about 10 to 20 percent new oak on the Sangiovese and like Merlot. Now, you've mentioned quite a few different wines here. Uh, Tell me about your wines. Uh, On your website, I see a list of them here. The rose, what is the uh, grape that you're using in the rose? The rose, you know, since we have five acres of St. Gervaisi, we actually have our own farming company, which we started about four years ago. So we're able to farm each block of the vineyard how we want to do it on our timeline. So, for that being said, the rosé is actually, the vineyard is formed for a rosé program. So we actually have a little higher yield in half of the Sangiovese block. And we actually pick it a little bit earlier um, to give it that nice, crisp, um, nice acid when we're making the wine. So it's, you know, we, we grow it, we pick it for a rosé program, which is different than some programs. So... And I think that makes all the difference in that rosé. And you're sold out right now. Uh, we just released the 19. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. And we're not, yeah, so... yeah we're sold yeah. out of the 18, which is about right timing. And then we, uh, the 19 is, um, just got released. Oh, okay. Cause here on the side, it shows 2019. It says product on back order. So if you just, just release it, then it's probably ready right now. Then. So. Yeah, I think okay. with the COVID thing, everything kind of got a little bit oversighted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I can imagine. And, okay, Sauvignon Blanc. What? Uh, what is that? So uh, the Sauvignon Blanc program actually was kind of fun for me because working with Jean uh, was my first year last year, and we actually picked the Sauvignon Blanc in about six different picks over wow. a two-week span. Um, so we, you know, the first pick, um, was part of one of the blocks. And then the the next pick was we actually stripped the leaves off of the fruit zone and left it that way for about a week to ripen it and give it a little more tropical flavors. And that was a big component in our reserve Sauvignon Blanc, a little more tropical, a little bigger, a little more, um, to it. And then the other two two or three picks were just done at different times because of the, the vineyard um, trying to make everything pretty even, you know, across the board. Right. So um, it was it was definitely interesting for me to do it that way because before I would just, you know, pick one block, make our stainless steel version of Sauvignon Blanc, and then I would pick another block to make the reserve, where this one we made literally five to six different lots and then blended back around to get what we were looking for in the wines. Oh, Sounds an interesting and exciting way to do it, that, doing it, uh, blending like that. Yeah. Uh, it, and to clarify, yes, they do have two different Sauvignon Blancs. They have their n- normal release, the 2019. Then they have the 2019 1897 Reserve, which I think is giving tribute to the founding of the place. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And then... That, that would be your limited production there on that one. So Yeah, I'm gonna do about hundred and fifty cases. It's just a little more attention to detail. No, wow, that's a limited production definitely. Shannon Blanc. We actually had our last vintage of Shannon Blanc, I think in seventeen. 
or 18. Um, 17. Just because it was competing so much with our Sauvignon Blanc. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, we just felt like going towards the Sauvignon Blanc route. Um, it was definitely a fun wine to make. I made it over the years, and we kind of just shifted um, styles, I guess. Yeah, the Chenin Blanc would, you know, I can see how it would give a, uh, uh, pull out some of the Sauvignon Blanc cells on that because they're, yes, yeah, rather close in the. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Pretty so you style. said 2017 was the last vintage. What you were bringing in yes. the fruit for that, or you just were you growing it yourself yeah, we and going to replant? Had, we had a family, and we had an uncle that owned a piece of property in the area, and he ended up selling the property. Um, so then we were unable to get the fruit too. So there's a little ah. bit of changes there, and and with what my uncle had envisioned for that piece of property, so. Um, so that was the end of the Chenin Blanc. And it says yeah, only about, uh, I think eight acres. I think there's only eight acres grown in Napa. So no. <laughs> fourteen. So there's really yeah. not very much grown. It's pretty high demand. Of the Chenin Blanc, really? Yeah. Well, there's only like eight or fourteen acres growing, I think. In, in Napa. In Napa, yeah. Oh wow, that's that's amazing! Yeah. I didn't realize that. There used to be a pretty yeah. I mean, popular there used thing. to be there used to be hundreds of acres growing, and over the years it's gotten torn out. So it's um, you know, there's very hmm. little left. Well, that's that's odd. I I remember Chenin Blanc used to be quite popular. I could say many years ago, but it used to be quite popular. I didn't realize that it had fallen down so much yeah. on growth there. Wow, that's acres. interesting. Yeah. And you, want, I mean, you can go to the valley, the Central Valley, and find it fairly, you know, uh, yeah. abundant there. So, yeah. well, uh, the uh, says Chenin Blanc on back order. You you don't have any available at all. Is this the end of it? I think we just recently sold out of it. Um, I'll let Diana comment on that. Yeah, we might have a case too. Right now, um, <laughs> we're working on. We a lot of that was sold directly through the tasting room. So mm. we're trying to update our website to reflect all of our, like, we don't, we always have all our club wines and all our specialty wines on the website because they are in such small demand. They were available in tasting room only. So we've been in the process of shifting all that to get it up on the website so that people can buy it and over to our shipping warehouse. So uh, there's limited, if any, left. So. And again, COVID nineteen sets up a whole new set of rules for everybody. So that's probably <laughs> what's going on there. Uh, fault yeah. line. What is what is that? It's a red blend, but of what? And yeah, so you know, fault what? line is like a like a Bordeaux blend. So it's Merlot, Cabernet, a little Petite Bordeaux. Um, mm-hmm. And there's actually at our Echo Ranch. If you're looking when you drive in the driveway, there's a uh, you can actually see this hillside that is actually a, a fault line. Um, it's actually a documented <laughs> fault. Um, so you can actually see the serpentine soil on one side and the other soil going, you know, at a diagonal. And so we're coming up with names. We're like, you know, well, this is kind of, you know, a fault line right here, right next to our Merlot vineyard, which is a bigger component in the fault line. So you have Cabernet Merlot is a primary with a little cheaper dough. So it's mm-hmm. kind of where it came from. It's a limited production, a little more oak. Um, I think it's a really nice blend. Uh, it's kind of one of my favorites. Ageable, or is it uh, 
Well, that you would think oh, probably usable with the cab, and I think you could even lay it down a little bit right now, and you'd be even better in a few years. Mm, very good, very good. And then the 2016 Estate Cabernet Sauvignon. Yeah, so that's primarily from our um, estate vineyards at the winery. Um, there's two blocks planted there. They're a little lower yielding, and it's kind of the north end of the valley. Um, so it's a little bit higher elevation than our Echo Ranch, um, and it's a little more diverse of a vineyard. It's kind of planted on a hillside, a little shaly. David? David, I think we lost you. I might have lost him. Yeah. He was crackling a little bit there, and I think maybe he disappeared. He might have. That's the one thing about Po Valley is you are kind of in a dead zone at times. So um, <laughs> being that far remote from the rest of everything can you yeah, know, be my, a challenge at times. And my uh, episode on uh, my uh, studio here shows that he his call was dropped. So, you know, okay. maybe he'll roll out and call back in. No problem. No problem. Oh, maybe he'll notice it and give us a call back here. Um, <laughs> I'm sure he will. No, it happens. It ha- I've, I I was talking to someone a couple of weeks ago, and I disappeared. Uh, I had an issue with my uh, microphone, too, so I can understand. Things happen. Uh, yeah. So, well, at least Diane's still on. We'll, we'll talk with you for a few minutes here, and he'll come back. Uh, the tours, you, do you give tours to the whole vineyard? Do you have a, a tasting and tour? Here, the tours consist of just looking so at the, the place, have, or yeah, we have a standard tour that we and it really depends. So, the one nice thing about the winery being small is we really it's not a one size shoe fits all, we really tailor the experiences to the group in front of us. So, we can if you really want to hear about the history, um, and you know, there's not a ton of people there, we can take you through the entire out to the vineyard, through the blacksmith shop all the way up to the third story. But if you're more just wanting to see the cave, enjoy some wine out on the patio, that's definitely, you know, it's really about the customer and the experience you want from the winery. And, um, but we do offer tastings and tours daily and to every customer because it is so amazing to see this hand-built cave with all the layers of, you know, it's all hand dug with exposed sides. So you see shale, you see all the different layers and the water seeping in and it's just this nice, cool, um, historical piece that you can't really see anywhere else. Wow. I, and, you know, I just, uh, you, you've mentioned a couple of things twice now. One, the stables. Mm-hmm. You Let's revisit that. You have a livery stable there. Uh, do you have horses? Do you have... No, a bla- no, it's a blacksmith shop. So we have the original blacksmith shop on the property. Um, originally they were, um, the winery was wine, olives, almonds, or almonds, depending what part of California you're from, and (laughs) blacksmithing. And so we have a whole intact blacksmith shop from the 1800s. And you can see it's got all the the forge, the blower, all the different tools, and it, it's been kind of abandoned and we got the bright idea to, you know, take everything out, kind of take inventory on what had accumulated in there over the years and put everything back in so people can really just see this fun part of, you know, American history and California history and our little part of Napa and how it all started. So it's a great time in there. And yeah. 
That that sounds great. It, it really sounds like a wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful site there to see on that. You guys are an American Heritage site. I noticed too on your site that uh, you've been yes. designated as an American Heritage site. So that's that's something mm-hmm. good. The uh, caves. That's where you have all of your aging uh, barrels and everything. Yes, that's where all the barrels are stored and aged, and that is. Um, pretty much all the storage we have on site for barrels and it's naturally cooled by being in the, in the cellar and you have the natural moisture from the water, you know, seeping through the ground and stuff. So it's, it's definitely really fun to see. It was originally gravity flow. So you have the original redwood beams, just these monstrous redwood beams that were brought over from a neighboring Quicksilver mine. And you have the pulleys that you can still see on the rails on top, which is how they used to actually lift all the barrels before we had forklifts and everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, <laughs> that is extremely interesting. It would be exciting when you open back up, start getting ministers again, because that is uh, a great bit of heritage and uh, different things to yeah. see there in California wineries. Uh, the... Uh, well, maybe you know, uh, I would think, maybe since you're handling the front end of it, the uh, business, uh, the uh, government regulations and rules and all that stuff, when you took over, was was that a major hassle or was the government and, and TTB and all that pretty, pretty easy to um, work well, with? We've- We've maintained the license throughout all – the license has never lapsed. So they've, uh-huh. the winery has actually been in continuous operation since 1897. And they ha- we have one of the oldest use permits in Napa Valley. So we received a use permit to operate a winery. Um, we were one of the first wineries to, to receive one once they became – you had to have one. But um, no. the TTB, it's never fun to deal with ne- necessarily, but, it, <laughs> it, it, yeah. you know, it, it's one of those things that you have to do the paperwork, and as long as you get through it with an optimistic and smile on your face, hopefully, you know, you'll be fine. Um, you'll but be we fine. haven't had a whole lot of changes. So we've had, you know, a couple bonding changes. We've expanded into other areas of the winery. It did take a little bit this last round to switch we had to switch the alcohol license so that David and I were on it, but you know, it's just mainly uh, paperwork. So. Yeah. Well, David showed up and then he left again. I, I saw him on the, oh. or he, he called in and then he left again. Huh? Well, uh, David, if you're listening, call back. Dropped. Yeah. Could, be again. <laughs> <There you laughs> yeah could, could have been again. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'm going to go back and visit the, uh, the wines here again. I don't. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you might not know as much as David does, but I'm sure you are knowledgeable enough to be able to continue. Let's see where I'm yeah. at here. Uh, Vineyards Recipe History Team. Uh, I can't find it again. Okay, here. I'm trying to navigate through your your website here while I'm talking to you. So, uh, no problem. Uh so who's the old gray hair guy? Our gray bearded guy. The gray bearded guy would probably be my dad. Does he have a floppy fishing hat on? He does. In this picture? That would be yeah. my dad. 
So um, uh-huh. my dad's great. He, you know, he really allowed David and I to kind of see what we wanted to do with the winery and our vision. And he's always been super supportive and encouraging and let us take it the direction we wanted to go with it, which, you know, not everybody gets the opportunity. And he's had us in the vineyards and in our other companies since we were little kids. And we're lucky enough to be able to do it with our kids now. So especially with all the schools being shut down, I know David's had his kids in the vineyard with him and mine have been at the winery with me. And it's a great way to grow up and a great way to be able to pass that legacy and heritage on. And I think there's just something special about a business run that way and about learning from the bottom up. Uh, David and I both, you know, suckered in the vineyards when we were younger, we helped bottle and we still do today. So it's, you know, really learning it all the way from beginning to end. And I feel that's such a valuable thing that you can't get another way. Yeah, yes, you're absolutely right on that. Well, that that's that's great. That and this must be you and David standing next to him then in this picture. So yes, yeah. So, so there you are. If anybody wants to see who we're talking to tonight, go to their website. They're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, are there. I just I saw wines. I was going to wines now for some reason. I've I've lost them. Why is this thing acting up? Uh, about uh, history team vineyard recipes wine blog. Your store just to the wine section, unless our web. There we go. Wine yeah. it, Oh, I was. Visible. I just. Yeah, I, I. That's where I was. And I lost it. Okay, we were talking. Uh, Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, the 2017 cab is that that available? It is no. available. It is our the 17 cab. It is yeah. available. And I think they're trying to fix the website today, so that might be the back order. They're getting the mm-hmm. Mother's Day promotions together. Um, mm. But it is available. It's a great wine. It is the first wine that our new winemaker, Jean Holfliger, has blended, which you can really tell the complexity of it and the balance in it. So it's just, it's an amazing cab, and it can definitely be aged for another year or two. And it's just, we just released it in this wine club shipment, and oh. yeah, it's very, very nice. The 2016 Merlot? Yes, we have some of the 2016 Merlot. I think it is only available on the the website right now, and in, well, obviously, we don't have the tasting room open. <laughs> um, it has some nice blackberry flavors, and it's just a really nice, well-balanced, lighter wine. So when you're not ready for a big, bold cab, you get the nice kind of mellow undertones um, of a Merlot. It goes really, really great when you're looking at, like, lamb. Or we have some, you know, my family hunts. So when you're doing anything with any game type of meat, it's a really, really nice complement to that. Oh, uh, now this Merlot cab, all these percent there's no blend with any of these except, obviously, for the fault line. But the Chenin Blanc yeah, and the Sonia these are all 100%. Yes, roughly. I mean, they're not not all of them are 100, 100%. Some you'll have a little bit here and there to kind of, oh, really? you know, make – they're not necessarily purists because you want to make the best wine, and you want that wine to really showcase itself, and sometimes blending can bring that out in it. It can. You're so. right. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I mean, you know, a little bit here and there does tweak it just enough so you go, wow, this is really, really good. So, yeah, uh, this one thing it, can complement it. Yeah, it does. It absolutely does. Uh, events, uh, 
what events you you mentioned that you've had a bunch of stuff scheduled for this spring. Obviously, this COVID isolation is not going to last forever. So, what's coming up in the summer and fall? Well, I'm hoping we will have our food and wine Saturdays back on track once we're allowed to open back up. And that was where we invite different Napa Valley food trucks to come out um, one day, one Saturday a month. And we have some live music and we have special wine by the glass prices and people get to order food, enjoy wine and just relax, play bocce and, you know, come experience the winery. Um, and then we did have our Boots and Barrels event scheduled for June 27th, but at this time we are going to be canceling it, unfortunately. Um, it's just with we, there's too many unknowns and it is a larger event and I just don't have enough time and I'm just not sure. And I don't, I don't want anybody, I would never want somebody to get sick or put anybody in jeopardy and the band comes all the way from Texas. Oh, wow. So it's, it's just one of those events that I'm, we are not going to be able to pull off this year, unfortunately, but we are shooting to have our harvest party. So that is my next big event in October. It's usually the first or second weekend in October and it's our harvest party, kind of a big sigh of relief. Harvest is either done or nearly done, depending on what kind of year it is. Um, So I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that everything will get back up and running. And then we have a lot of little wine club events throughout on the weekend. So from bottling days when people can come out and experience bottling to harvest days where they can come watch us harvest and get it in on the process um, and just really interactive things you don't get to do at bigger wineries that you can do at our small winery and really be part of the winery experience. Yeah, that's that's very true. The wineries do give you a lot more intimacy than you'll find at the larger wineries. Well, that's great. Uh, yeah. I will sign up for the... Uh, newsletter. You do have a newsletter, an e-letter, I take it. Uh, yes, we do. Yeah, I'll sign up for that on uh, the All About Wine site. Then when I get them in, I will be announcing what's coming up and what's happening there. I I do that for wineries, so so uh, I'll get mm-hmm. you signed up. How big of an area do you have there? Awesome. I mean, I, I, not the, not the vineyards, uh, but an area to hold these events. How big of a gathering area um, do you have? Of- well, most of them are outdoor events, so we have 40 acres, but we do everything either down below the cellar and then nice, underneath a big, huge oak tree. So we typically don't do anything over 300 people for our larger events. Um, that's okay. usually about 300, 350 is what we cap out at. We do have a crab feed in the winter. is one of our only winter events, and it is inside the cellar, but that is limited to 120 people. Oh, oh wow! So, and it usually sells out quite quickly. Quite quickly, I can imagine it would. Uh, what is the? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I lost my train of thought. Oh, I know what it's. Are, are you on a wine trail uh, there? Or are you just one of many that's in Napa Valley? We're not on a wine trail. We're kind of off the beaten path. And um, so it is, you do have to look for us and you do have to kind of come find us. But it is definitely a really great experience. And we tell everybody it's definitely worth the drive. Yeah, I can I can imagine it is. There's, uh, there's quite a few. In fact, I've mentioned Napa before. And a lot of them are up in in the hills off the main path, which makes it... And we are. We're kind of up and over Hell Mountain to the backside. 
But I tell everybody it's not just about about being there. It's the journey of getting there. You get to really cover some amazing countryside and just see a whole other side of Napa, kind of undiscovered Napa's lost frontier. There aren't many places left that are undeveloped and kind of how Napa all started back, you know, back when. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, you know, that's just so true because Napa now, I, well, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I used to go up there. I lived in, uh, in down in Concord uh, for a number of years in the uh, early 70s and, and into the late 70s and used to go up to Napa uh-huh. on a regular basis and visit the wineries and got to meet quite a few of the winemakers and stuff because it was so intimate at the time. There was, yeah. you know, uh, so, so few wineries and so many vineyards, and then all the vineyards owners said, "Well, why don't I just start a little winery?" And then all of a sudden, there's what five, six hundred of them in Napa now. I mean, it's just it's exploded because of that. But it has exploded, and I mean, there is something for everyone. Um, I think ours is a little bit more unique in one way, is because we're not just a we are a one-stop shop. Like you can always find something, but it's a place you want to call home and keep coming back to. I mean, we have club members who have watched the winery grow and change with David and I, they've watched our kids grow up. They've watched us grow up in the winery. So it is definitely fun. And we are more of, more of a family. I, our customers usually, you know, they're not just there to buy one bottle. They want to, you know, we're, we help them celebrate their family moments too, just as well as ours. So that's exciting. That's, that's a great way to do it special. too. That's that, you know. That's uh, I. I it reminds me of a quick story I uh, mentioned to David at the beginning. I don't think you were on yet, but I have mm-hmm. Florida State's Winery. Uh, I had Florida State's Winery here in Florida, and I retired three years ago. But uh, when I had it open, we were open for over sixteen yeah. years, and. I had a mother come in with her young daughter when we first opened and the mother came in a couple of times with her daughter. Then uh-huh. about uh, 19 or in about 2016, this young lady comes walking in the door and I, she looked familiar, but I couldn't quite place her. And she goes, I used to come in with my mother when I was young. She says, now I'm 21 and I have to try all these wines myself. And so it was nice to see a second <laughs> generation come in, you know, as opposed to, you know, the mother. So that was, it was nice. I understand yeah. what you mean. It's just, it's a nice feeling to see a, to see it pass on to the kids and just come by and try it, look at it and do all that. Cause it just it, it yeah. becomes a, a sort of a family thing. You're right on that. So, uh, yeah. Mike, you're there. We lost David because we think he got dropped by his call. But uh, do you have any questions for Diane? No, Diane, I was, no, actually, I was, Diane, but it's Diana. Yeah, Diane. Yeah. yeah, I was. I was just going to ask about the uh, wine trail, uh, but you already answered that one. I was looking it up actually, trying to find. Uh, map of the wine trail that's more centered around um well, what is that 29 i think it is um, um yeah 29 in silverado trail yeah yeah that's that's quite a ways out but uh still it's i mean it's so great to you know a lot of a lot of places i went to in north georgia were in the mountains and they were you know way off the beaten path and and to me that's i've, I've always had a great experience that i mean it seems like a better experience for me personally is to because you're, you're in that intimate setting away from everything and you can just relax you know it's not like uh you're on a major roadway or anything i'm not you know discrediting the other yeah. ones that are that are on a major roadway but you know that's i, I thought that yeah. was great but um 
what a what a neat visit that would be to to go out there. And I saw the the photos. The, everybody out there listening, check out the uh, the website. Uh, we'll give that information out here in a bit. But uh, what a what a what a really nice, great looking place you have there, and, and uh, vineyards and everything are just uh, it's just amazing. Um, but no, you're Ron. You already asked the question, so I'm yeah, kind of like, yeah. okay. Um, well, that's interesting. But you said, but yeah, yeah, you were gone for a minute there, and so <laughs> you're back. You but you're, I mean, you did say your children are interested in, in getting into this, or are they showing interest, or are you just automatically, uh, you know, starting them now and, and, well, uh, and they take into it? They're all little, so they don't really get a choice. Um, we didn't get a choice either. <laughs> I mean, right now, they, you know, they come along in the summer, and, you know, they get to help and work. And, you know, some people have chores around the house. My boys, they carry cases of wine out for customers. They wash windows. They help on the crush pad. David's kids, they're, um, they're quite, they're a little bit younger too. And, you know, they go with dad and they help track the sprinklers and they look at the, when they're going through the vineyard and looking at the vines and seeing how everything's going when they have to turn on frost or irrigation. So it's just, you know, they'll make their own choices as they get older. And I hope that one of them or some of them or all of them have interest in, you know, pursuing our passion and following in our footsteps as well. But it's definitely just about the experience and, um, the work ethic that they'll get from being out there and just learning about it from being, being in it, uh, immersing themselves in it. Yeah, absolutely. How old is your boy? You said he, he carries out. How old is he? Yeah, he's 12. I have a, he's 12. My 12 and 10 year old carry out cases and help out and stuff. And we do, you know, help break. So, yeah. Yeah. They are at a good age there. I was just going to ask something else here, and I lost my train of thought. You were explaining about that, and I go and jumped <laughs> in and save, save me, Mike. Save me. Say something. Um, <laughs> did, you, did you talk about the climate and all that? You said you're in the uh, That's in what the I was going to ask. Thank you. The weather. When <laughs> When is bud break? When When is your last frost? When is your first frost? When is, uh, you know... How hot does it get in the summer? We, yeah. So we are a unique microclimate within Napa. David would have even more insight on this than I do, but um, that's kind of his expertise. We are the hottest summers and the coldest winters in Napa. We do have a varied range. So we get very hot in the summer, but at night we cool down, which the grapes really love. We'll get up to triple digits. Um, right now yeah. we're in the 80s and 90s already, so it, it's definitely warm out there. And, you, wow, um, triple digits. That, I'm still shocked by that. Yeah. You really do get it that warm there. We do. Not always. I mean, it's usually high high, high to mid-90s in the summer, but we do hit triple digits occasionally, you know. And, wow. Um, but the, the nice thing is those, the night times are cool. Once the sun goes down, it gets cold. We usually are the last to freeze, too. We've had frost all the way up to Mother's Day, which is coming up here shortly. So we'll see right. if it's. I know it froze, I want to say, Monday or Tuesday night. And wow. then um, I don't know if it's – David was handling frost this week because my dad was out of town. And so um, I know it froze this week. I don't know if it's froze last night or the night before. And then harvest, it just every year is different on when we end up picking. We usually go longer than the rest of Napa. Some of our fruit will be on longer than some of them are usually a little bit later getting started. Um, 
but it's just every year is different. And that is the one unique thing about farming is it's all, you know, we can all make all the plans and predictions we want. But ultimately it's up to mother nature and Always. what kind of season it is. So when do you usually get bud break? You have it now, don't you? Um, yeah, it was a little bit delayed this year with the, so we were warm. Everybody thought it was going to bud break early, right around um, April there, beginning of April um, end of March, and then it just kind of kept pushing off. So <laughs> it, you know, it was a little bit, it, it broke, but then it kind of, they kind of stopped. So it was just kind of getting the shoots, getting the shoots ready to push for shoot thinning and suckering and all those activities. So, oh, wow. So you, you, wow, you are in a pocket there that seems like it's against the normal rules of the Napa area. Um, it's not, it's just usually a little bit different. So we're either early or later or a little bit longer. And that's, you know, we're kind of to the extremes where the, we're a little bit, so we're lower elevation than Howe Mountain, but higher than the valley floor. So we're a little hillside valley kind of nestled in there. So we do get those extremes. The soils are, they vary throughout the valley and you've got some of your sandy shale and then you've got like loamy clay soils. Um, we don't see a lot of Chardonnays throughout Po Valley. It just is too hot and the soils are too heavy for them to really thrive. But you do see a lot of Sauvignon Blanc, Cabernet. Um, we have the Sangiovese, obviously, and it really loves the soil out there. And the Merlot yeah. does fairly well, too. So. Yeah, a little bit more of the acid taste of those as opposed to the shards, which, yeah. you know, yeah, very yeah. nice. Uh, uh, I, yeah, that's what I was going to ask about the weather. And, I, and thank you, Mike, for, you know, reminding me of that. I had forgotten. Sometimes I, sometimes I do stuff back here. <laughs> you, you do. You do come through. Yeah, quite often, really, quite often. <laughs> so, um, well, Diana, anything else yeah. that uh, you uh, – you want to mention about the winery or the location or anything? Uh, no, I think that's you. about it. I just, you know, encourage everybody when to check out the website or stop by if they can. Well, uh, speaking of website, give yeah. us all the information. Give us your address, your email address, your phone numbers, your uh, website, <laughs> okay. your everything, so that anyone out there can get a hold of you if they so desire. And it, yeah. is there a another thing I was going to ask? I couldn't find it anywhere. Is there a yeah. list of the state you ship to, or should they call to find out, or what? Um, on the website, we ship to a lot of states. You can call to find out if you have a question, email, Facebook message us. Um, when you're on the website itself and ordering, it should there should be a drop down menu um, that tells you all the states we ship to once you put your wines in your cart. We do ship to a fair amount, or we can utilize third-party shippers for some things. It just depends on the state rules. And honestly, right now they're changing. More states are opening up that weren't opened up before. Kentucky, um, a few other ones are opening right now so that we're you know, being able to ship. We're working on our side on cold shipping options as the weather is warming up. So hopefully we'll have a, you know, we do cold shipping, but I'm trying to find a more affordable option for all our customers. So, um, yeah, it's. Just we yeah, just give it, us a call if you have any questions. We're really good at problem solving. If there's something that you know you want that you don't see on the website, we are small lot. So you know if you really want to know if we have something and it's not on there, just bear with us through all this COVID nineteen stuff and give us a call. 
Very good. So give us all the information. I, I jumped okay. in with that question so, before I had a chance to, before you had a chance to say anything. Our website is pretty easy. It's www.popevalleywinery.com. And then Facebook, if you just search Pope Valley Winery, we pop up. Our phone number is 707-965-1246. And you, anybody who answers, you, we're all, all are willing and ready to help you. My email is Diana, D-I-A-N-A, at PopeValleyWinery.com. You can always shoot me an email. And then our tasting room manager and direct-to-consumer sales manager, Sam Theodoro, you can always email her too, and that's just Sam, S-A-M, at PopeValleyWinery.com. And we would love to help you um, pick the perfect wine, schedule your Zoom tasting, or anything we can do in this time to share our little slice of Napa Valley with you. And keep in mind, they do do virtual tastings through Zoom there. So you, if you do want to get some wines and taste them and have them tell you about them while you're tasting, that's a great way to do it. And don't forget the A on Diana. I kept calling her Diana all night. It's <laughs> Diana. So you, yeah, it is Diana. It. So, no problem. Diana, sorry. Um, anything else, Mike? We're good. Thank you very much for uh, for taking the time, you and uh, David, uh, for taking the time out this evening and uh, spending it with us. It's not probably not evening there, is it? Is it I don't even know what to on UTC yeah. here. Yeah, well, it's, it's late only 5 o'clock there. Early. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, we're uh, but thank you very much. It's 5 o'clock here, so no problem. Thank you for having <laughs> right. us. I'm sorry David really disappeared on us. Well, well he, he tried to come back, and then he, and he left again. Yeah. I don't know why, but... <laughs> You know, like you say, he probably dropped again while he was waiting. I went back and I saw he was there, and you were talking. I was going to bring him in, and then he disappeared. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, sometimes well, uh, cell service and internet out here. I guess you have to trade something. So that's the price we pay for living in the beautiful <laughs> outskirts of Napa Valley. In a valley, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, Diana, thank you very much for taking the time to join us tonight. We really do appreciate it. And it's a great interview mm-hmm. and all that. And uh, best of luck to Pope Valley Winery. And, and you all stay safe through this COVID-19 uh, fiasco that we're going through. And, uh, <laughs> yes, and thank we'll, you. Uh, you too. And- if we ever get a chance to make it out there, I will definitely put Pope Valley Winery on my visiting list. Perfect. We hope to see and, you. Okay. Thank you. Have okay. Good, thank have you. Good, good thank you. Thank you. Okay, right. Bye. Bye now. Wow. Bus all people right. were uh all right, cool. I'd like to see that. Um Yeah, that that yeah, sounds cool. did uh, we were talking about their their uh, livery. They have a stable, uh not for horses, but where they had uh, a blacksmith shop and they cleaned it all mm-hmm. up and put it all back together and have tours in it and have seating in it and all that. That sounds really interesting there. I mean, it's just mm. from the late 1800s when that was built. That, wow. that sounds really interesting. So, yeah, that's, that's nice. another, preserved all another that, feature of the winery the there. Yes, yeah. yeah, that, that was awesome. great. I wanted to mention, too, and, and uh, she's off now, but let me let me go back and revisit the wine clubs here for those of you who didn't get it all. You can join the wine clubs in the small lots of Cabernet Sauvignon, Merlot, Dry Farmed, Zinfandel, Sangiovese, Sauvignon Blanc, Rosé, and Chenin Blanc are all in the wine club. Now, not all of these are available 
on direct sales, but they are all on the wine club. And they have three wine clubs, Establishment Club, which is a 10% discount on all wine purchases, and then two bottles shipped twice a year. So you get four bottles a year, two in May and two in October. The Heritage Club, it is uh, at access to at least one bottle of all the wines that they produce. And there's three bottle shipments three times a year on that. So you get to try all of them on the Heritage Club, and it comes out every year. And then wow. the 1897 Reserve Club, this is a a, uh, a case a year. You get one case, 12 bottles, one time a year. About May, they ship you out a case of wine, which will I'm sure you can customize it to whatever ones you want if you particularly like a certain type. I'm sure you can do that. And then the Premier Club, there's a 25% discount on all the purchases, and that's three cases here. You get a case in February, May, and October. And so all those are the wine clubs that they have. And what Diana was saying, that is a, a we've been carrying them through this COVID-19 uh, shut down is their wine club. So if you're interested in that, and then any of these two, you can do a virtual tasting with Zoom, and they will sit there and talk you through the wines. If you want to order the wines first, talk you through the wines, or they will just have a tasting, and you can have any wine. They'll tell you how to taste stuff like that. So a lot of cool stuff there. I mean, it's it's really pretty neat, and if you ever get a chance to get out there, then uh, I think it would be well worth well worth a visit. You know, and there's all sorts of other benefits for all the wine club things too, and all the wine clubs include complimentary tastings for members and up to four additional guests, which is great and wonderful. But the tasting room is closed now, so it's sort of moot. On but yeah. uh, well, uh, soon they'll be. They'll be open uh, eventually and be, yeah. you know, business back back to normal. But uh, definitely, like like we've mentioned, just about every show since uh, the COVID nineteen, uh, you know, started up is support your your wineries like this and visit them if if they're available to visit or you know participate online. If that's how they do it, uh, order your bottles from their from their online stores. Um, if you're in an area that you know is not. Uh, communist country or something that don't allow it. <laughs> but I don't know how else to put that but uh, you know if you're in one of the smart states that do allow uh, shipping like that then uh, you know order their wines and support them because uh, you know they they are hurting as well um, not just you know because uh, personal people don't go in there but restaurants have also cut back and um, you know they're because they're closed and it's kind of a trickle down thing. You know, uh, the farmers are seeing it uh, with their produce. Now they're now a lot of them are doing direct uh, to consumer sales just to, just to do something with the crop that they have, you know, spent all the time and labor on, you know, give, getting the crops to the, to the restaurants and the, and the stores and everything. Well, they close. So then what do you do? So they're looking for other avenues to do that. And I heard a lot of them are selling direct to consumer now. Um, a lot of them from their farms. So, uh, you know, or back of a pickup truck, who knows, but, uh, you know, it's, support your wineries and, and, and give them business. It's a lot of the old farmer's market, but I, I heard what they're doing too is they're setting up, these farmers are setting up along the side of the road and all, and you drive mm-hmm. your car through 
and you order, you know, you pull up to the truck or whatever they have and say, you know, give me a, a you know, three or four of your onions and give me something of that. And you can just go, go right out of your car and order yeah. stuff that way. So there's, there's oh, all wow. sorts of ways. So, yep. you know, support local, support small, you know, and I hate to yep. say, don't ignore the big ones because there's a lot of people working at the big ones and stuff like that too, oh, sure. but they yeah. will survive. They will get through somehow because they have corporate backing and the mm-hmm. small ones don't. And so it's tough. It's yep. so tough for them. Yeah. Keep them going. Um, yes. but, uh, yeah, very good. Uh, really enjoyed that. A good, good guest on there. Um, all right. I will, uh, I think we're, Oh, it's just two lines over. Okay. Um, we will return, unless you have anything else for tonight. We will oh, return. Got a guest next week. Next oh, Thursday. one other thing. One other sure. thing. Sunday is Mother's Day. So all of you mothers, going to be mothers, grandmothers, stepmothers, all of you who falls in the category of a mother, happy Mother's Day coming up Sunday. Happy Mother's Day, definitely. And uh, thank you for all of your hard work as well. Um, <laughs> thanks yeah, you so combine yeah. that with a lot of them have become teachers uh, lately. Have so become teacher mothers. <laughs> That's right. And, uh, <laughs> and oh my gosh! Some of them have some of them have turned to uh, drinking, and uh, yeah. <laughs> as a result, <laughs> as a result, yes. yes. That's yeah. right. Without question. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> did you see the Did you see the little short video someone did where they said the day when schools open, and they show an SUV pulling up and still rolling, and they throw the kids out on the on the school school grounds, and they take off and drive. Someone's like, "Oh, that's cruel." They're like, "Oh, that's so cruel," you know. Come on. You've never had kids. Twenty four hours a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Get out. Get out of the car. School's open. You're out of here. Oh, oh. Get out of the car. Yeah. So, uh, teacher's out oh, gosh. Break real fast for the kids come in the door. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, no, they're back. <laughs> yep. Um, so we will be back uh, next week, which is uh, May the 14th, I believe. It's the 14th. April. We it's have May. a guest. Yes, we have another guest, and uh, we will welcome uh, Charlotte will be on uh, next week. From Rom- Rombauer, I believe, Winery. Is it Rom- Rombauer. Rombauer. Yep, Rombauer. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to her next uh, next week. So join us then again live, and thank you for tuning in tonight. One, uh, be- one other thing mm-hmm. before. Sure. Rombauer, if you go to their website, get get their app, they are offering one penny shipping on their wines right now. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, so you can save yourself a substantial bit of shipping costs. So Rombar is yeah. offering one penny shipping. So give them a, a promo for that. So check that out. out. No, hmm. not at all. One penny shipping, hmm. oh my gosh, yeah. And <laughs> wine bottles are expensive, so that's a good deal. Yeah. So. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that also uh, next week. So uh, yeah, next um, week. looking forward to it. Yeah, um, we are too. So we'll be back. We'll be May back. Fourteenth, seven p.m. Eastern time, right here on uh, all these networks that we're on now. I all these track. networks. <laughs> all right, y'all have a good week. Thanks a lot. Thanks Thank for you. listening. Thank you.
This concludes tonight's broadcast of All About Wine with your host, Ron. For show information, links to All About Wine on Twitter and Facebook, or to be a guest on this show, visit the show website at www.allaboutwinebtr.com. Archived shows are available for download on iTunes or on our show page at blogtalkradio.com forward slash allaboutwine. Thank you for listening. Drink responsibly, and we'll see you next time on All About Wine. Thank you.